On the surface, the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee's recent report on the cybersecurity at eight agencies is, well, damning. It highlights systemic and profound problems with how some of the largest agencies protect their data and systems. Current and former federal cyber officials, though, say the report doesn't tell the entire story about the progress agencies are making to secure their technology. In his weekly feature, The Reporter's Notebook, executive editor Jason Miller writes about why some experts believe the Senate report misses the mark. Jason joins me now in studio. Let's start with what the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee did find in the first place. The committee investigators looked at about eight agencies, Tom, Department of State, Transportation, HUD, HHS, Agriculture, SSA, as well as Homeland Security Department, some of the biggest agencies, and went through their inspector general reports and really pulled out some trends over the last decade. And they found systemic problems across all agencies. And what was interesting is they found very similar problems across each of the agencies. It wasn't like HUD had this problem and HHS had that problem. It was the same sets of problems over and over again, like not knowing what IT assets you have, what's on your network, who's on your network, not knowing things like how long does it take to patch a hole in your network. But then they also looked at things like authority to operate. How many systems did not have an up-to-date authority to operate, i.e. it meets all the security requirements that is needed to run on the network. And then they also looked at the length of time these agencies have had chief information officers. And the turnover among CIOs has been incredible. Tom, if you remember back a couple years ago, I wrote a story looking at the CIO turnover because everyone likes to quote this number that GAO put out about 18 to 24 months. And what I found in my research is that, in fact, CIOs were staying as much as four to five years. But since then, and that's already four or five years ago, the turnover has been incredible, which is why they're saying, the Senate committee is saying, that this turnover, a CIO role, is is really impacting how agencies progress on cybersecurity. And it's been 10 years of these systemic failures. All right. So you said some people, though, that looking at this objectively from the outside, say the report doesn't tell the whole story. What do they say? Where do they say it falls short? I talked to two former federal cybersecurity executives and one current federal chief information security officer. And all three of them have said to me, listen, what the committee has pointed out are absolutely correct. There are these systemic problems. However, and that's a big however, the report does not take into account this idea that things have changed over the last three, four, five years, specifically post-OPM hack. And Tom, we know, based on our reporting, it takes time for these differences to show up. Some can happen immediately, but many take years and years and years to kind of make the turn. But it doesn't mean that agencies have huge holes and are losing data left and right. And, And these experts point to, for instance, DMARC, and this is that idea of securing your email. They point to that That's as one anti-phishing, anti-phishing technology. And one of the things they're pointing to is saying that the government now is ahead of a lot of people within industry, a lot of organizations, because of use of DMARC. They point to continuous monitoring through the Continuous Diagnostics and Mitigation CDM program and say a lot of organizations in the private sector don't do these things as well as the government does. So, yes, there are systemic problems. Yes, there are things that need to be fixed and quickly. But at the same time, the report doesn't take into these consideration about the progress that has been made really since 2015. However, the report is out. And as you say, it is pretty damning on these big agencies. So what is the committee planning to do about what they found? The uh, committee puts out a bunch of recommendations. None of these recommendations they put out are necessarily new. It's OMB should release guidance to tell agencies to do this or agencies should do that. But it's nothing like, wow, that was new. The two things I'll point to that I think were new or at least interesting that's uh, out of, uh, not typical is OMB has uh, ended this formal thing called the CyberStat. 
This is something from the Obama administration where they would bring people together around a cybersecurity issue and you'd bring in the CIO, the CISO, but also the deputy secretary, the assistant secretary for management, the CFO, everyone who had a kind of a stake in it, and they'd solve the problem. And OMB ended this because they made it a little bit less formal. They made it more, if you will, ad hoc. And they were doing this through other methods, this idea of of accountability and oversight. And and so that's one area the committee is suggesting to bring back. The other thing is the committee wants some more accountability and transparency, saying let's put some of those recommendations that you have online in a transparency, in a dashboard, so we can track how you're meeting them and so can the public. And they think a little bit of light will be some good disinfectant on on, on me in that. The experts I've talked to said, listen, those recommendations are fine. They're not sure Cyberstat needs to come back the way the committee is suggesting it. But they're saying, what will the committee do next? How will they hold agencies accountable? And one of the big areas they point to, these experts, is around CIO authorities. And the fact is you have agencies such as transportation, where it has FAA as the 800-pound gorilla, or, or, or HHS with CMS as the 800-pound gorilla. How are you going to rein in those big component agencies so the CIO at those agencies can ensure cybersecurity is happening at, again, FAA or Census? Or well, there wherever. is something called the Klinger Cohen Act, which invested CIOs 20-some years ago with this very authority. And there's the Federal IT Acquisition Reform Act, which is even only five years old almost. And, and the scorecards there aren't so great either. Well, they're getting better. All right. But a little bit. The point but, is, though, it's an authoritative... You need a little bit of command and control from the CIO office is what the Senate is discovering in order to have this cybersecurity issue cleaned up. Exactly. And and part of the problem is when you have these 800-pound gorillas who control their own budget, who are getting appropriations and, and really take a lot of time up, they, the Senate, the lawmakers have to come in and help out to say, hey, FAA, you will report to and listen to the transportation headquarters CIO. I guess this is an issue that happens in so many functions. Same thing with like human capital where you have one really giant bureau, or in case of Homeland Security, you've got a lot of a lot of big bureaus, each one equal in weight, and all of them outweigh headquarters in that sense. And what they what what the biggest complaint we've seen over the last, if you will, 15, 20 years, specifically around CIOs, but I think you could apply it to, to chief human capital officers as well, is, well, I tell them what to do and they don't listen, and what do I have? What kind of accountability, what kind of, of, of authority do I have to make them do something, especially if my deputy secretary can't get them to work to play nicely either. Now, this is not to say, Tom, let me be clear, that CMS or FAA or whomever doesn't play nicely, but I think the, the experts- Or that, that they don't to, care about cyber. Exactly. The experts that I've talked to say that's part of the issue here is it's not that agencies don't want to do it, but there's only so much pressure that a headquarters CIO can put on a component agency when they're that big. And briefly, you're writing about concerns over federally funded research and development centers, FFRDCs. And an industry association is looking for help. What's going on there? The Professional Services Council has written to the Senate Appropriations Committee saying, listen, we have concerns that there's some encroachment happening from FFRDCs. So, Tom, FFRDCs- On contracting. On contracting, exactly. Now, there are 12 agencies have awarded 42 FFRDCs, which is really a public-private partnership in many ways. And uh, with the latest data available, about $11 billion of R&D funding has go- goes to these FFRDCs across the entire government. And what the Professional Services Council is worried about is FFRDCs are doing this research and planning and strategy, but then they're also starting to do some services. They're starting to encroach, if you will, into the for-profit world, and that's a concern, obviously, for the members. 
But, Tom, I think it goes further than that. Uh, I talk to other experts who say there's a conflict of interest concern as well, meaning if you are right doing the research and then you're implementing the research. Organizational conflict of interest comes in. Right. And I think that's where the bigger concern is. And, and a lot of fingers point to MITRE for doing this. And, and I did speak with MITRE and they came back and said, listen, we follow the rules of the FAR, obviously, and we've gotten good performance reviews from both DOD and the Government Accountability Office when they conducted audits. At the same time, I think uh, PSC has real concerns about this encroachment and has asked the Senate Appropriations Committee to weigh in. Federal News Network's Jason Miller, thanks so much. My pleasure, Tom. Be sure to check out his notebook now online at federalnewsnetwork.com. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffel Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.